if you're holding on to bitterness, if you're holding on to unforgiveness, rage, anger, all of that's being stored in your spirit, in your heart. Remember, heart and spirit is aligned. And if you're storing that away in your heart and you feel that rooted in you, it will have so much control over you and it will have a stronghold over you. And until you release it, that is a doorway for the enemy to come in and to continue to attack you with that area. Hello, beautiful people. It's your host, Danielle Mason, bringing you authentic conversation, transparency around real life experiences, and actionable tips to create your next breakthrough today. Think of this as your home away from home healing oasis where we overshare and overcome obstacles together. Pull up a seat, come as you are, and be ready to leave feeling challenged to reflect, encouraged to take action, and inspired to change. This is the Blackout Super Breakthroughs podcast. Here we go, hopping back on the mic and thinking that I was going to totally talk about one topic. And I was so excited to share what had happened to Jamar and I both over this last week. We went to three days or three nights of revival nights. And when I tell you, I feel completely transformed from the inside out. I have never meant that more than. I do today. It's this indescribable, like a veil has been taken off of my eyes and I'm able to see, I'm able to see more spiritually. And I totally have a long way to go. And that's something that I'm well aware of. And before I dive into all of this, I mean, God, literally, I literally prayed before this and I just said, God, I need you to guide me with what you want me to talk about this week because I truly just feel this like full surrender to what God wants to do through me and in my life and through the people around me in this season. I'm at a point where it's like, I don't want anything that God, you are not telling me for me to walk in. I don't want anything that doesn't have God's name written on it and my name written on it, not by me, but by God, because it's so easy for us to get in our own heads about what we feel like is right or what our plans are. And we can literally spend all day writing our goals and our plans. But if we don't first seek the kingdom of God, if we don't first humble ourselves and seek the Lord, our plans will not even come close to the plans that God has for us. So I, this is just a season of my life that I'm in. And I'm going to tell you, I've never felt so much peace. I, I, I feel so just in awe in who God is, not what he has done for me or not what he's going to do for me, but with who he is, his character, his love for me, his, his, his forgiving heart, the spirit of who he is. And anyway, that's a little like off track, but just to share with you where I'm at in this season. And before I dive in, I just want to thank you for coming with me through this journey. Because when you do something like this, or when you're speaking or teaching or on social media, or you're just speaking to the public about what you're learning, there's going to be times where you contradict yourself. And I just want to say I'm grateful for the Blackouts to Breakthroughs family here and all of my guests and just everyone. Everybody who's supporting this podcast and who genuinely likes to listen to it or anyone who's just coming across this for the first time, I am so grateful for you because just understanding that I'm not perfect and I don't know it 
at all. And I want to highlight this as well. I hope my my biggest prayer, my hope for you is for you to get truth directly from God's word, not from me, not from a teacher, not from your pastor, not just on Sundays, not from your parents or your friends or from people on social media, but from the source, from the truth. Because you have to understand that as humans, we have human error, okay? Nobody's perfect. You will never be able to find a perfect church or a perfect friend group. You have to really be diligent and seek truth for yourself. It's nobody's responsibility to fill your cup up and to help reveal truth to you. That is between you and God ultimately. And so you are going to notice that you will not be living fully in the goodness that God has for you. And this, you can call it a spiritual awakening that God has for you or the next level of that. If you don't yourself seek truth. And if you're trying to pick truth from this person and this person and this person or only fill your cup up on Sundays, I just feel like I needed to say that because I, there was a time in my life where, I mean, many years when I would go to church, I mean, I really don't even count growing up in church because I wasn't, my heart wasn't in it. And your heart has to be in it. You know, as humans, it's easy for us to approach God and most people do it this way. Okay. And I was, I was doing it this way for the longest time but when you know better you do better and when you're when you're on this path of of seeking God fully with all your with your your heart he will start to reveal and to create a fire in you but you have to fill yourself and your mind and your heart with truth and what's truth It's the word of God. That's literally the only place you will find truth. So anything that anybody says, what I say, match it up to see if it goes along with scripture. And if it contradicts scripture, then that's error. And it shouldn't be something that you accept as truth in your life and in your walk with God. The topic that I felt like today (laughs) is I felt like God wanted me to talk about forgiveness. And I had thought about talking about forgiveness before, but I feel like there's so many sermons and so many teachings on forgiveness. And I just felt like God wanted me to talk about talk about forgiveness because it's something that I know a lot of people struggle with, including myself. There was a long time and it's something that I'm actually still searching in my heart. I'm still searching in my heart to see if there is any unforgiveness in my heart because sometimes we can have situations where somebody close to us hurts us. And I know in my last episode with Taylor, she shared something that was really awesome. And it was to categorize people and and put people in their place in your heart. And don't make everybody at the center of your heart. Because when you place every single person that you know and that you meet at the center of your heart, you're giving them a higher chance of hurting you more deeply and and leaving scars on your heart. And so you definitely want to categorize people. That's one. But two, with this idea, and not even just idea, but this action of forgiveness and talking about this action to help you guys understand how important it is, not just with with your well-being, but in your relationship with God. Okay. So in my own life, when I've struggled with forgiveness, I mean, 
<laughs> the biggest one has been one, my father, and two, Jamar, my husband, okay? Because I mean, those are two people in my life that mean a lot to me. And as humans, like I said before, we're not perfect and people are going to hurt you. There's no way of getting around that. There's no way of avoiding it. People are going to fail you and they're going to hurt you. But something that has really helped me forgive is one, like bringing it to God, bringing it to Jesus and and sharing your hurt with him of forgiving X person from doing whatever it was that they did to you and talking to Jesus about it and telling him that you surrender that part of your of your life. You, you surrender that situation over to him and you surrender your heart over to him because you don't want to hold on to that bitterness because when you hold on to bitterness, you are not able to walk in the fullness God has for you. Okay, so when we're thinking about a believer, right? a true Christian, a true follower of Jesus, how can we know that they are actually after the heart of Jesus, after the heart of God? The test is to see what fruit they produce, right? He says, don't be impressed by a tall tree that bears no fruit. So what are the fruits? The fruit of the spirits. It's joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And these are the fruits of the Spirit that you want to really see in your life. And it's something that I literally have. I'm looking at it right now. I have a sticky note on my window. And it reminds me, what do I need to be walking out? What are the qualities that I, I need to analyze and rank myself on on a scale of one out of 10 of joy? How joyful am I? How much peace do I have? What's my patience looking like? And if I'm faulting in a specific area, then I know that's an area that I need to surrender over to, over to God and to ask God to reveal my heart to me. So that way I can continue to surrender specific things over to him. So say I am lacking self-control, okay? That is a huge one, whether it be with food, with your sexual desires, with whatever, okay? Go in the gym, it could be anything. This self-control. Now we can have a whole nother episode on self-control because I truly believe if you're trying to accomplish something out of your own human willpower, you will fail every single time. It is only through the blood of Jesus that can help us in areas that we're really struggling with. You can keep going and keep trying with your own human willpower and you may be doing good for some time, but ultimately you won't be, you won't be free like I'm telling you, I'm telling you from experience, you will not be fully free from that temptation or that struggle until you surrender it over to Jesus and you start walking in the spirit. So taking self-control for an example, say I'm analyzing myself one day and I'm like, you know what? I'm really, really lacking in, in self-control. And let's take faithfulness as well because I know this walk with the Lord can be hard, it can be challenging, and we're going to have struggles, right? Just recently, something that I've really been surrendering and just confessing with my mouth and, and asking and repenting of is, is this fear that I've had over specific situations. And so with fear, fear and faith can't exist in the same, and you cannot please God without faith. And so this faithfulness, I'll just say, okay, I'm raking myself on faithfulness and self-control. Now, if I'm noticing that I am low in that faithfulness, and I am low in self-control, I am number one and going to surrender that over to Jesus, asking him to help me, asking him to supply me. And then after I surrender that over to him, I'm going to ask him too to fill me with the spirit. Okay. I'm going to ask him to fill me with the spirit of 
faithfulness. I'm going to ask him to fill me with the spirit of self-control. And after I truly give it over to God and I'm truly asking with all my heart and praying in the spirit and just asking for him to meet me where I'm at and to cover me in those areas, I am then going to go to scripture and I am going to find verses that will help me build my faithfulness, that will help me build my self-control. Because a lot of the times what we don't realize is how powerful our words are. Now, I used to believe the new age thing where if you speak whatever you want, it'll manifest into the universe. Now, if that was really the case, then why don't you have anything and everything that you want, right? But one thing that that little idea they do have right is the power of the tongue. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. And it's so easy for us. And I I challenge you to just become aware of what you're speaking over your life, what you're speaking into other people, because this is one of the most important things that you can probably catch from this episode. There is a connection between our heart and our tongue. In Matthew 15, 11, it says, it's not what goes into your mouth that defiles you. You are defiled by the words that come out of your mouth. And in Luke 6, verse 45, it says, A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what is in your heart. Now, both of those verses, what is it saying? It's saying that what is in your heart comes out of your mouth. And your mouth and your tongue has the power to destroy your life, to defile your life. And if your tongue holds that much power, it can also, if you use it in a positive way, if you use it to speak life over yourself and over the people around you, the people that you care about, you will notice such a huge change. You'll start to see things differently. You'll start to see the words that you're speaking come to life within your within your day to day. So if something right now, if you're needing more faithfulness, if you're needing more, whether that be more faith in God, whether that be more faith in yourself or more faith in your situation, start to speak that life into your situation and pick a verse that will help you. So for instance, one verse that I just wrote down, let me go get it. It's Isaiah 41.10. Don't be afraid for I am with you. Don't be discouraged for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Now, I used to read scripture and I would just like, read it, right? I would just read it to read it. But one thing about scripture that you just have to understand and have to get for this message to just really make an impact on you is that scripture is the living word of God. Like I'm sure you've heard that, but really allow that to compute in your mind. It's the word of God and the God that we serve never lies. His words hold power, they are truth, and they are life to you. So if he's telling you, do not be afraid, if he's telling you, if he's telling you that he will strengthen you, that he will hold you up, that you are victorious, start speaking scripture and the words that he's already said over your life. And so you can go from these affirmations and and make them scripturally based and, and say these affirmations over your life. Say, I am strong and courageous because 
because of the Lord my God. I am spiritually strong. I am renewed every single day. I am blessed anywhere I go. These are promises that God has already told you. And it's so easy to get distracted by this world and to start having doubt creep in, to start having fear creep in, to start watching the news or seeing what's going on out in the external world when we have to understand that we are not of this world, that our God is greater than anything that you're seeing happening in the world today. Your God is greater and he's already told you his promises and where can you find his promises? In his word. So if you need encouragement and if you need to see miracles happen in your life, I'm gonna tell you, the God that we serve is doing miracles today. The God that we serve is your healer. He is your savior. He is your redeemer. And these aren't just names that we've given him. This is who he is. And this is who he is for you. It's all about you doing your part. God never changes. Okay. This is totally off topic, but you know, like, here we are. I guess this is going to be the topic of this episode. God never changes. And so if God never changes, and if his word has been true and has stayed true for thousands and thousands of years, what is the variable? in this equation, in your life, what thing changes? It's you. So I want you to know that your God, our God is the same now and forever. And he wants you to lean not on your own understanding, but on his promises in his word, on what he's already spoken over your life. He's told you everything. All he wants you to do is to give him time and to spend time in his word and in his presence. So those steps, what was it? Three, maybe three steps, right? Look at the fruits of the spirit. If you're somebody who is really craving and you have a hunger to be holy, to, to, to really seek God, to put him first, to live a life that he wants you to live, that he's already ordained for you, you're his anointed one. And if you wanna walk in the truth and in the light that he's called you to, he's called you to a higher standard. He has greater for you. So if you wanna start walking in that and you wanna grow, grow closer with the Lord, I say put the fruits of the Spirit on your window, on your mirror, and be honest with yourself and ask yourself, where are you? Like, it's a heart check. And God knows you're not perfect. He wants to help you walk closer to Him. And He wants to help you walk in more obedience. So I don't want, I don't want you to think about the things that you lack or the things that you're struggling with, because when you seek God, all those things go away. Like the, your sin doesn't matter. That isn't what God is after. He's not looking at your sin. He's looking at you. He's looking at your heart. He desires your heart in a relationship with you. He doesn't care about the sin that, that you're coming to him with. Don't let the enemy fool you. The enemy wants you to believe that the sins that you have committed are way too, too grand for God to forgive or way too grand. And here we go. Segue into forgiveness. Thank you, Lord. Are way too grand for, for you to bring to the table when you seek God out. But let me tell you and remind you who our Savior is. When Jesus was being crucified on the cross, what did he say about the people that were persecuting him, that have whipped him until his bones were showing, that nailed him in his, in his hands and in his feet to a cross and hung him? What did he say? What did he tell his father? What did he pray to, to the Father in heaven about these people that were hurting him so badly? He said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. And now if that doesn't just make you, just your heart become soft, 
if that doesn't make you realize who our God is, I don't know a better way to to show you how much he loves, how great his love is. And there's forgiveness that comes with that. And so just this image of Jesus and us knowing the trueness and purity and the holiness of his heart, he's our example, right, as believers. And so really studying Jesus's life and studying how he treated people and studying how he loved people and having that image of the cross, having that image of what Jesus has done for you and realizing like if Jesus can forgive people who were persecuting him, who were giving him this unimaginable death and he can forgive them you can have more grace for other people because just imagine if you had to pay for your debts <laughs> i'm like scared even thinking about it, all right all that's washed clean all because you had a savior and a father that, that that loves you and that wants to live in eternity with you and that wants to give you a prosperous life here on earth when you follow him and when you're fully devoted to him and so I, I, whenever I'm having, whenever I'm struggling personally with forgiveness or trying to forgive somebody, those are two things that have helped me is remembering what the, what the cross symbolizes. I know we see it on, around people's necks a lot, or we see it hanging up on people's walls or on posts, but really understand what the significance of the cross is and what Jesus actually did for you and realize that you are not battling that person you're battling the spirit that has that influence in that moment. Understanding that has really allowed me to have more grace and to forgive because I was forgiven. And to talk a little bit about what happens if we don't forgive, I know you've probably heard it so many times, right? Forgiveness isn't for the other person. It's for you. I know you've heard that. That's probably nothing new, but it's a command. It's a command from the Lord. And if we're looking at what God has commanded from us and of us, it's always for our own benefit because he truly loves us so much and he knows better. I always say this, but think about him as a perfect father. And what does the perfect father want for you? He wants the best for you. Even if you can't see it with your own eyes right now, of this doesn't really look like, or I don't want to do this, God, like seriously, dad, like, I won't do this, okay? Please let, let me off the hook. But whether you do it or not, he knows what's best for you. And he wants you to keep his commands because you love him. It's out of love. When you think about the commands that he's given for us to follow, it's not to just follow because, okay, God told me that I needed to follow X, Y, Z. And if I don't follow this, then I'm going to end up in hell. That's literally not it okay that's not it that's literally the reason jesus came and died for our sins so we could be saved we just have to accept that but when you're thinking about it from a standpoint of okay if you have rules they're for your own benefit like if your dad tells you you need to be home by 10 p.m and when you were 13 years old okay you're probably like what dad like i'm a teenager now you have to really get with the program like i at least 12 needs to be my curfew your dad knows good and well that there's nothing good happening after 10 p.m okay so it's for your own benefit and for your own safety and it's because he loves you so thinking about that and there's so many times in scripture where it says like for example in Colossians 3, 13 says, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you. So you must forgive others, right? You were forgiven. So forgive others. 
And here we go. Okay, we're making a full circle now. So if you don't, if you choose not to forgive someone, and I'm not saying like this is an easy process. This is something that you may have to work through. If it's at this point now where you've held on to a grudge or you have bitterness towards this person or unforgiveness in your heart, it's probably not going to happen with your own human capabilities, okay? Going to God, surrendering it over to Him and telling Him and asking Him to help you through that and to repent of that unforgiveness so you can be clean and you can be considered holy. Because if you're holding on to bitterness, if you're holding on to unforgiveness, rage, anger, all of that's being stored in your spirit, in your heart. Remember, heart and spirit is aligned. And if you're storing that away in your heart and you feel that rooted in you, it will have so much control over you and it will have a stronghold over you. And until you release it, that is a doorway for the enemy to come in and to continue to attack you with that area. So it's not until you get that unforgiveness out of your heart, pull it up by the root. Literally go to God and say, I want to pull this up out of the root, Lord. I surrender this over to you and I pull these words that were spoken to me that hurt me. I pull it up by the root and I denounce that. I renounce that, those lies that that this person has spoken over me. I denounce this hurt that this person has committed to me, Lord. I repent against this bitterness, against this rage, against this anger, against this unforgiveness, God. Make me holy, cleanse me, Lord, and fill me with your your spirit and with love for this person. We have to know who the enemy is, who our enemy is, who Satan is. And he is on the alert. He is looking for any doorway, any entryway, any way he can come in and attack you to make you feel all these negative emotions, things that are going to turn us away from being in the fullness and the wholeness that God has ordained for us and the life that he wants for us. The enemy doesn't want us to live in the fullness that God has for us. He wants us to believe these lies. He wants to kill, steal, and destroy from us. And so if we understand that the enemy is is smart, he's not dumb, he knows what your weaknesses are, and he is hovering, looking for areas where he can insert himself in and start to attack you there. So that is why you hear forgiveness is for you more than it is the other person. It's coming from a spiritual standpoint. It's understanding that things that you keep in your heart, this bitterness, these these things that the Lord wants you to release over to Him, it's for your own good because you want to get rid of any of those strongholds that the enemy can use against you. You want to just release it to the Lord. I know this is a short little quickie episode, but um, some takeaways here and just some action steps and a challenge that I have for you is to, again, be aware of the fruits of the spirit and understand that there is no point in a tall tree that doesn't produce fruit. And that is how you can identify a true believer in other people and also in yourself for you to do a heart check because it's an everyday thing. Like I am never going to be 10 out of 10 in all of them. Okay. Uh, So it's a heart check that we do. This walk with God is daily. Okay. I don't, I don't know where it came from, where it's like an only a Sunday thing or like only at church or whatever, but it's a daily thing. 
It's a daily surrender. It's a daily sacrifice. And honestly, yeah, sometimes it may feel like a sacrifice, but the more you learn about God's goodness and who he is, the more you are going to delight in spending time with him and to learn more about him and to just sit in his presence. Because at the end of the day, humans, we want peace. We want love. We want to feel valued and worthy. We want to feel like we're living a purpose. And all those things that you truly desire, the desires of your heart, God already has for you. It's literally waiting for you on the other side of you spending time with him and giving him your your time and attention. Those are the two things that God wants from you. And so increase your awareness around what fruits you are producing and what fruits you may not be producing and pray on it. Surrender that. Ask God to, in I love the prayer, the David prayer in Psalms 139, 23 through 24. I pray that almost every single day. Know my heart, God. Test me. Know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. I have to, to literally put myself before the Lord and ask him to show me my heart because our heart's deceitful. And we have to have that self-awareness around, okay, what are we holding on to? What are we allowing the enemy to have a stronghold over us? Like, what are these doors that we need to close? What are things that we need to, to forgive? What are the things that we need to uproot in our hearts and surrender it over to God and allow him to, to renew us? And so that's the first thing is having and being aware of those fruits of the spirit. It really does help to keep you on track while you're growing in your journey with the Lord. Surrender it over. That's number two. Allow it. And ask God, invite God into your life and invite him in to help you in the areas that you're struggling with. He's not judging you for it. He wants, he's literally waiting. He's at the door and he just knocks. He's waiting for you to open the door and to let him in. That's literally what he's waiting for. The third thing is to pick a scripture and the Bible app's a great resource. You can literally type in what you're needing help with. And there's so many Bible verses that will pop up that you can literally write down and just meditate on it. Sometimes the best thing for you to do isn't to just spend 30 minutes reading the Bible. It's to pick out a verse that is speaking to you in the season that you're in right now, a verse that's gonna keep you going and memorize it. Say it over, speak it, put it in first person and speak it over your life. So with my example, with the faithfulness one, I will not be afraid for I know my God is with me for he is my God. I know you will strengthen me, Lord, and and you will help me and you will hold me up with your victorious right hand. You will make me victorious through your power and speak the scripture over your life. And you are going to see that the enemy has to flee. The word of God is so powerful. It's, it's like a sword. It's the sword of truth. The enemy will have to flee if you continue to speak life and truth over you. He has to flee. He cannot be in the same room with you just praising the Lord and speaking truth. He can't stand that. So pick a scripture that applies to what you need right now that will fuel you and recite it over and over again. Say it 10 times a day. Meditate on it. Understand and think about what it really means. Allow it to seep into your heart, not just a mind, not just you speaking it, but allow it to seep in your heart because it's your heart that connects with the spirit. And when we connect with the spirit inside of us, the Holy Spirit, that is how we connect with God because God is spirit. So that would be the third thing that I would recommend. And the fourth thing as like a bonus, journal your prayers, document your journey. 
I'm honestly so grateful that I've, I've documented so much and I've written some prayers down and I need to get back into that because I had so much craziness happen in my life and God's just doing so, he's, he's working. God's always working. I know he's working in your life too, but documenting it will help you see down the road the prayers that he's answered because I want to tell you, God is a finisher. He's going to answer your prayers. Your prayers do not go void. And the truth, the word of God is not void. And so every time you speak life and truth over your yourself and you're praying to the Lord and you're being diligent in that, he's going to answer you. And it's not going to be so beautiful for you to go back and see what prayers he's answered, because there will be seasons in your life where you feel like God's not there. You feel like he's abandoned you or you feel like he's not listening, but you can go back and look and say, wow, God, you really have been working. And that's when you can give him the glory for the things that he's done in your life. So that's like a little bonus, but man, I, I pray for this community. I'm praying for every single person that listens to the show. If this blessed you, share it with a friend. Share it with a friend that needs to hear this message. And just tell them that you're thinking of them, that you're grateful for them, and share this message with them. Once again, I also do Bible studies every Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I would love for you to join the community. We want to be in fellowship. And it's just a community where we can lift one another up and be in the spirit, just worship the Lord, and just learn more about His character character. And yeah, I would love to see you there if that's something that you want to be a part of. If you need prayer over anything specifically, my DMs are always open for prayer. God is first. And when I say God is first, that means people who are asking about God, people who are needing prayer, you guys come first. So my DMs are open for that at Blackouts to Breakthroughs on Instagram. You can send me over your prayer requests and I'll be sure to pray over you or with you. Other than that, I hope you have a blessed week and go out there seriously and believe that you can have the best week because you can. All right, let's bring it in. Giving you a virtual hug because you just finished another episode of Blackouts to Breakthroughs podcast. And you know what? You just deserve it. The reviews and subscriptions mean a lot to me. So if you love today's episode, make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on any other episodes. Also, I'd love to hear your takeaways. So feel free to screenshot this episode, put it in your stories and tag me at Blackouts to Breakthroughs on Instagram with your biggest takeaways so I can connect with you and reshare your post. I can't wait to hear from you. Until next time, friend.